Working with the water non-Aboriginal community and working with our own community together allows us to start eating. In the past, you know, people know who they are and that type of thing, but there hasn't been something there to bring everything together, to bring people together, and Native Title has done that. Welcome to Aboriginal Way, produced by South Australian Native Title Services. I'm your host, Isaac Selby. And before we begin, I would like to acknowledge that we're broadcasting today from Radio Adelaide on Ghana land. So I'd like to pay my respects to Ghana elders past, present and emerging. Each episode, we share First Nations stories and native title news from across South Australia. Let's get started. You're listening to Aboriginal Way. A couple of weeks ago, we travelled down to Nunga country, specifically Point Pierce, to observe a cultural burn in practice and here joining us on the program today to talk a little bit about what constitutes cultural burns some of their benefits and also just giving a bit of a overview of the entire process itself and some of the burns that happened a couple of weeks ago is Peter Turner leading practitioner of these cultural burns and Naranga man Peter thank you for coming on the show yeah you're welcome um yeah firstly I'd like to just um acknowledge uh Five Six Alliance um, and um, York Peninsula Council, um, who received funding um, through the Australian government preparing uh, Australian communities for the local stream program. And with that funding uh, this year, last year it was Landscapes that they uh, engaged Five Six Alliance. Um, they acquired some funding to engage uh, the services of Five Six Alliance. But this year it was um, the funding to engage Five Six Alliance services was actually. Uh, Gained by um, your Peninsula Council through the Australian Government preparing the Australian Communities Local Stream Program. So it's important that we acknowledge um, them people uh, to make this happen, um, especially um, Five Six Alliance. Um, you know, they, they uh, Five Six Alliance is an Indigenous corporation um, that uh, and has a very large network um, growing daily. So I'm told. Um, to reinvigorate the cultural burning and facilitating cultural learning pathways, you know, to fire and land management. They, uh, Victor Stephenson, who um, was taught by his um, el- uh, two elders um, that installed him with the knowledge of uh, fire on our own country. And when you see um, when you see this knowledge in person, it's an amazing thing to see how uh, fire can um, bring back the health of not just country but the animals the people it's an it's an amazing ingredient out of the four main ingredients that shapes australia which are the trees the grass the people and the fire without them ingredients we australia wouldn't be what it is today and our old people they manage the country and more or less garden the country with fire and um now we've got uh, a lot of you know couple of hundred years of mess that's been allowed to fall since these practices were stopped and our bushfires now are so fierce with so much fuel out there um you know they sometimes can't even get close enough with a helicopter they've got to let it burn so um you know and the life of animals and people and um infrastructure and farms and everything you know livestock uh, it's a native fauna it's it's a terrible thing and what cultural burning can do is um, fix the intensity of these fires up. You know, no one can stop um, lightning strikes and a nut with a cigarette butt, excuse the French, but, um, you know, throwing it out the window. But, yeah, um, what, 
what uh, cultural burning does is help contain such fires instead of them just having free range with ample fuel to travel for kilometres and destroy everything in its path. So, um, and just just the uh, on a personal basis, and I'm sure I'm speaking for a lot of Aboriginal people uh, to be installed and learn this knowledge um, from Fire Sticks Alliance is a very fulfilling thing. You know, uh, it, it's amazing to see a fire travel so far and then go out by itself when uh, country is clean and back to how it's meant to be. Um, so I, I find cultural burning a very amazing and worldwide uh, benefit for the future of um, planet Earth and uh, the health of the plants, animals and people. Absolutely. It was pretty incredible to get to see it first person. It was the first time I'd ever been along to a cultural burn. And for the people listening in that were wanting, um, you know, a little bit of specific context as to what happens in one of these cultural burns, potentially even um, comparing them to, you know, different types of, you know, hazard reduction burns that have been done um, and still continue to be done. Um, would you be able to compare the two and also, yeah, talk through the yeah, process yeah, of, the, uh, of the burn yeah. itself? Yeah, well, the policy um, different CFS organisations have you know, to uh, control and maintain um, fire, and they you know they put in buffer areas, buffer zones, and that. And um, they 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 burn um, incorrectly. You know, that, that there's uh, they'll just they'll just clear and make a, a buffer zone where um, that that doesn't fix up. The problems we have out, out in the bush with so much fuel around and the um, unhealthy uh, trees and lack of native grasses uh, through introduced species as well as uh, their own species being able to come in and invade around the mother trees as well due to that soil topography being changed from the um, organic matter that's been allowed to fall and never cleaned up for the last couple of hundred years. So um, the difference between, uh, you know, like with um, buffer zone burning, they kill the trees, they, you know, they kill the trees, they kill, everything burns so hot, it's against the law to damage canopy. You know, the trees are like our elders, and when a tree can uh, fully grow into its full form and have its full umbrella without banging into other trees and creating even more mess than its general annual full, um, it's very dangerous to have situations like that. That's, that's why uh, when, they, when they do catch on fire, they burn that hot. Uh, that it sterilises the soil, kills the seed bank, kills the trees, um, the rootstock, they won't uh, regenerate. And so the difference between um, cultural burning, uh, which is a cool fire, and CFS burning, um, it's, uh, there's no comparison really to, to work with fire where fire belongs and the right fire for the right country uh, is... Um, a way healthier and beneficial uh, option than uh, the burns at CFS do. I found it pretty interesting to hear about the different types of plants that kind of seek out that type of really hot heat that a bushfire can provide and was wondering if that was something you'd be able to elaborate on as well. A lot of your woody plants, you know, like your acacias, your wattles and, and your gums and a, a lot of other bushes with full of oils, um, that they burn very hot. And um, you know, if you've got a tree uh, growing underneath a, gum, a large gum tree, say uh, 10 metres high, 
and then you've got bushes two metres high underneath. Well, the flower of them and the intensity of the heat is going to be enough to catch that canopy. Once it's in the canopy, um, it's out of your range and it will, with the right conditions, it will, it will just travel. And with um, burning from up there and falling all over the ground and igniting the fuel that's on the ground now, um, the, the fires are that intense. It's a, it's a very dangerous situation. You had for these these burns that that took place last week. Victor Stephenson came up, and in in many ways, he's a he's he's quite the guru when it comes to this type of thing. And I was wondering if there were uh, some elements that you could share with us that you picked up from some of his experience that he brought in, and also if you could comment yeah, on the experience, yeah, you know, for the community in general, having um, you know someone like that, and then being able to work, you know, together to to put on these burns as well. Yeah, well, um, Victor Stephenson, he's a, a gentleman and a scholar. Um, to listen to him talk out on country really expands your knowledge, uh, the way he can explain how the trees are responding to um, the plants in the ground and uh, how they how they protect themselves and have a zone. You know, when it's pointed out to you, you, you can really see the relationship the trees having in its immediate area with... with um, and rather than looking just outside of the tree zone where you can see uh, it's completely different. The, the, the relationship between the, um, as Victor speaks, the relationship between the trees and the grass and the fungi that's in the ground um, is they're all connected. And it, go, it goes, um, I already had knowledge of country and um, to see this connection and know that this connects with, the water, which is um, you know your creeks and everything, as well as your um, your groundwater, the more trees, the um, lower the salt table is. Um, you know, removing trees creates brackish water in the ground. Um, a lot of ground, especially on your peninsula on Noranga country, a lot of our groundwater ends up well does end up in the coast on the coastline and heading out into the water. And that connection from looking after the country and making things right there. So just water will benefit your seafloor out in the gulfs because you, the fresh water that comes from uh, the land out into the ocean supports your seagrass meadows, which in turn support your fish stocks. It's um, it's an amazing thing the way Victor talks and how with the knowledge that people already have and adding this one um, more um, bit of knowledge here in cultural burning. Uh, to see where that joins into already existing knowledges. It, it's a real fulfilling and, from an ag- Aboriginal perspective, uh, a very emotional uh, thing. It's so special to um, understand that all these connections and um, to hear Victor speak in such a passionate and caring, loving way of uh, country and culture and um, all these connections is a beautiful thing. I believe it's the second year, correct me if I'm wrong, that this is this has happened up in Noranga country. And I was um, kind of curious as to, you know, the reaction from some of the people in the, you know, in the wider community that might not be directly involved. But, you know, it's always a, it, it, I'm sure it'd be an interesting thing when we're up there, we had a, you know, kind of school bus go past and there's fires going everywhere. I'm sure it leads to some interesting and pretty informative conversations when you, you know, get to connect and tell people what it is you're doing up there. Yeah, well, um, what I've noticed um, is an amazing. It's, it's quite amazing, to be honest. You know, you um, to see the broader community um, also have such interest 
in uh, this practice, knowing the dangers of uh, the recent um, wildfires we've had over in the eastern states and other wildfires around the place, um, it's um, they they really I think they're seeing the benefit of it. And when you, you see the response, like I, I saw last year, um, CFS guys that came along to the burns on various sites across your peninsula that were burnt and the Queen country, and um, to see elderly gentlemen, you know in the 60s, been in the CFS for 35 years, standing in the background, you know, in their own mind, knowing all about fire. And, um, you know, I saw one gentleman uh, standing back, you know, arms crossed, very uh, reserved and sceptical about cultural burning. It was quite obvious, uh, you know, his comment was, you can't tell me about fire. I've been doing fire for 35 years. <laughs> and to hear, and then to watch uh, Mr. Stephenson speak and talk about fire and cultural burning, and then um, you know, sh- sh- showing the uh, response, how fire responds, cool fire responds to um, plants and everything. It's um, to see these uh, elderly gentlemen that have fought fires all their life in the CFS, and then to and be a bit reluctant to engage. And then within an hour, you know, you see the arms drop, you see them stepping forward, trying to listen in a bit closer instead of being right at the back. Um, and within an hour, they're, they're all ears asking questions, lighting fires. But it, it's amazing to see in such a short time the transformation of um, non-Indigenous people engaging and uh, taking hold of this knowledge as well. Um, of course, uh, it's a way for Aboriginal people to uh, get work and get back on land, but um, as a whole, we can all be we can all be involved in in this and benefit from it. Um, so um, my advice is for people that are curious about this, please get online, have a look at the Fire Six Alliance, and that can not only they can not only help you bring fire back to your country for those Aboriginal nations out there wishing to do such a thing but uh, also for the broader non-Indigenous community and the benefits that they achieve from uh, being involved in such things as well. Alongside the, you know, the fire prevention angle, and which is, which is obviously very important, there's, there is something that, that feels quite therapeutic and, and quite, you know, quite healing about the process of being out there. And it's, it's quite a, I remember Victor was talking about that it's, you know, it's, it's a nice smoke, you know, he was encouraging people to put their face in there and, just kind of breathe it in, which, um, which, you know, I, I tried and, and yeah, it is like, it's, it, it, it does feel like a, you know, kind of a different, a different kind of smoke than, you know, probably the yeah. traditional yeah, fires well, people are used to. Yeah. Well, it's a different fire. You know, there's all different fires for different countries, different plants. And, um, it's not just one fire that dangerous. There is, there is good fire, healthy fire. And, uh, but a healthy fire has white smoke with black ash and that's healthy for country. Where you have black smoke and white ash, well, it's very unhealthy for country. It's, um, it shows what white ash shows is things burnt very hot and um, the black smoke uh, correlates with that as well. Where um, your, grass, your grass fires, when things are at the right curing stage and um, the right moisture content and everything, for this fire to work effectively, it's... Um, yeah, it's just it's just such a an amazing thing to see uh, the the 
the benefits of um, fire and the smoke. You know, the, the smoke, the, the trees appreciate the smoke. It brings back their health. The animals um, are aware of the smoke. They're aware of the fire from the smoke. And they know it's not a dangerous fire. You know, they remember this country, the plants, the animals, they remember fire. They evolved to 60,000 years with fire. Is that it's embedded in their DNA, in their memory to evolution. So uh, to see animals and plants respond to uh, different fires and different smokes, and um, you see this, you see animals not afraid of white smoke, and to know a hot fire, they run through that smoke. So just to see a, a one thing like that, how how things respond differently to a white smoke, um, is uh, an amazing thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's something that from a bit of reading and from hearing you all talk about it, um, you know, I've picked up that there is this, you know, resurgence in, in bringing back the cultural burn as a, as a, you know, kind of a, a multi, multi-purpose, you know, instrument for, for good change. And what do you think has, you know, brought about this, um, you know, kind of recent, it's a, obviously it's such an old practice, you know, it's, it's a practice as, well, old, as um, old as the oldest cultures, um, you know, that we've had, we've had on this earth and, I was wondering what it yeah, is well, do you think about right now that um you know is is seeing it you know get so much momentum yeah well i think it's uh arrived um just in the nick of time myself um personally because um it not only benefits the health of country and people but it also benefits the planet uh through climate change and and helping to assist in that um healthy country healthy people you know that's uh, pretty healthy healthy lifestyle so um yeah it's uh i got the sidetrack there what was your question oh no that's okay um yeah i was asking about you know what what it is about now but i, I, th- I think you've, you've answered that and you know particularly talking about um you know kind of looming climate um nightmares and all those types of things yeah 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 well um uh, culture burning not only cleans up the mess that a lot of mess that we've got out there, which creates such bad wildfires. You know the the um, the CO2 that is released from uh, bushlands that are burnt with wildfires is 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 immense. You know, um, completely different to what's emitted from a cultural cool burn. So um, just uh, environmental um, the environmental impacts climate change has. Cultural cultural burning um, helps reduce that that problem dramatically. That is that is also um, capital being applied worldwide. There's burns ha- actually happening now up uh, Indonesia and uh, Malaysia. The locals up there are doing cultural burning. Um, a gentleman by the name of Rick Slager from Kangaroo Island was at cultural burns in the country the other week, and then last week he rang me from. Um, up there in Malaysia, and uh, he, he looked out his hotel window, and that was doing the locals were doing cultural burning there. So, um, and I know Victor has gone over and worked in Canada with the Indians, um, and done the pine, um, different pine forests and that over there, um, and explained to them about bringing back burning to their country. So it's it's not just Australia; it's worldwide and. Culture burning is a way of bringing back health to the landscapes and land management practices. It brings health back to the animals and plants. It brings health back to uh, the people. Um, and like I said, 
it goes a lot further than just Australia. It, it is something that uh, really needs to be grasped by the horns, and uh, we, you know, everyone will benefit from this. Yeah, it's great to hear that there's you know such a such a willingness to to, to try it out and get involved with this around the world. And I was wondering what it looked like in terms of kind of like a like a schedule a structure these these types of burning practices um i know that it's you know a bit more spread out than some hazard reduction burns which you know might happen over a week or you know or even less sometimes i was wondering how often and you know how many people were kind of needed to you know be able to ensure that these burns are as effective as they possibly can be well um it's a very big task we've got ahead of us. Uh, we're about 200 years behind. So uh, there's um, the, the amount of um, people needed to be involved uh, to make this happen in an effective manner to um, help our planet and our, our management practices um, in country. It's uh, you know it's well over, it's well overdue. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, something that I. Yeah, knew a little bit about before before we came down to check it out, but have found it really interesting to to kind of you know deepen the knowledge about about some of the impacts and the practices and how you go about it. And I was wondering yeah, just in terms the, of um, you know, between, the, oops, sorry. The the difference between cultural burning and um, buffer zone burning is uh, when you do cool burns, it's um, yeah, you know, and you don't take out everything. You know, you leave you leave half for the animals and you. you It'll, it'll, uh, the fire will, you let the fire go where it wants to travel and it will, it'll put this, uh, mosaic pattern across the ground, which allows, um, the following, you know, animals to still have, um, plants to, uh, hide and shelter in, um, birds that go and seed form and everything. But we're, we're cleaning up the mess. It can't be done all in one big sweep. It is an ongoing thing. All different times of the year, the old people used to burn. They do the mallee areas, they do your tea tree areas, they do your creek uh, lines um, where where needed and where possible, where burning should be allowed. Um, because you've got all different sorts of country. You've got um, burn country, you've got um, no burn country, you've got mixed burn country, you've got spot burn systems. Um, yeah, it's um, There's all different sorts of fire all different soil types and all different plant communities. So um, it's not just a matter of lighting a fire and thinking, yeah, I'll just burn this and clean it up. That's not how it works. It is a fine, detailed practice that has been honed and um, the skill is perfected over 60,000 years through our ancestors. So um, please, my advice to uh, everyone is get involved. Let's help save this planet. That's helped bring back the health to our countries uh, and uh, plants. You just got to look at the condition of your bush. There's dead sticks and all through the top of the trees. There's mess all underneath. There's introduced plants uh, invading underneath parent trees and removing a lot of native grasses, taking over their space. Um, there's even their own because of the topography of the soil structure has changed. Um, the, you know, it's um, due to organic matter being allowed to fall and not cleaned up for so long now. Um, it's um, The fire is very much needed to rectify this problem and bring back the health for everyone and everything. Peter, thank you so much for sharing your insight on this. It's been, yeah, a really good 
um, yeah, really good avenue for, you know, I guess starting conversations out there for people who might not know a lot about these types of things or maybe um, solidifying people who do want to get involved. And one more time for the people who do want to, you know, get out there and, and learn a bit about this and get involved, what are the best ways for people to do that? Uh, yes, you ring your local councils um, if they haven't been involved yet. Um, introduce them to 56 Alliance and uh, also check out yourself, uh, 56 Alliance website. Um, there's other um, avenues they go down in uh, helping with, um, you, you can purchase uh, carbon credits um, uh, uh, from 56 Alliance, which uh, for those big CO2 emitters is something uh, legally they must do every year. So, um, you know, have a look at the website, get involved. It's an amazing thing and uh, everyone, everyone will benefit, including our planet. So please have a look, checking it out, doesn't hurt anyone. Thank you so much for your time. And um, yeah, it's been really great chatting to you about these cultural burns today. Okay, thank you. You've been listening to Aboriginal Way. That's all the time we have for today's program. But don't forget you can always listen back on Spotify. We'll see you next week.